Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Give it to me. Hey, everybody. I'm Molly Wood. And I'm Tom Merritt. Welcome to It's a Thing, the weekly... Po- oh, hold on. I'm dumb. Are we doing the prediction show first or the regular show first? Regular I show first. I didn't know which order to go in. That's all right. We'll start over. Sorry. Please. <laughs> regular show first. In three, two. Give it to me. Hey, everyone. I'm Molly Wood. And I'm Tom Merritt. Welcome to It's a Thing, the weekly podcast supported by you, where visitors to this podcast and any of its episodes will not be tracked for marketing purposes, pursuant to our voluntary compliance with the February 2012 White House policy entitled Consumer Data Privacy in a Networked World. Thanks for joining us. Now, the best part about this is where this privacy policy is from. Like, this is... Amazing. You know it's a privacy policy. You know that. You, you know. know that we could go for the low-hanging fruit of like, oh, voluntary compliance. But no, that's no. not the best part. No. The best part and the feel-good part, I think we can mm. agree, of this already involuntary compliance privacy policy is that it comes from the NORAD Santa Tracker website. Because <laughs> it's tracking Santa. Not you. Because it's tracking Santa, but not you. <laughs> That's actually kind of a missed opportunity now that I think about it. But <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Uh, oh, and also, NORAD Santa still a thing. Yeah. Like, I remember this as a kid on the weather. You know, the weather forecaster would be like, NORAD is tracking Santa. Here he is. And then it became a thing you could call. And then it became a website. And uh, here we we are. Here we are. I know. It's kind of nice to know, actually, contrary to that one movie where there's like not enough Santa and then Santa's weak or whatever. I don't think that's happening. I don't think Santa's popularity has waned. No, indeed. And people still want to know where Santa is. Indeed, they do. Also, they want to know where their metal versions of Disney songs are. I want to know where the metal versions of Disney... <laughs> Tell me more. I stumbled across this on the BBC website. Uh, Peach, lead singer of Punk Rock Factory, uh, is entertaining a crowd singing a metal version of Let It Go. And as the BBC writes, so how did a South Wales quartet end up playing Disney tunes and children's TV theme music in a rock festival? Oh, what? A TikTok video of the band playing a cover of The Lion King's Just Can't Wait to Be King went viral and everybody wanted more. Oh, that is incredible. And evidently they have been playing Disney songs for a while. Mm hmm. Oh, this is outstanding. I feel like this could, this should get bigger. And, uh, yeah, sure. and other bands have gotten in on the act uh, and started to do do their own covers. And it's become a little, little subculture. Oh, I absolutely love it. Bravo. <laughs> That's <laughs> they, amazing. I want this to be, I also think that this is the antidote to that kind of like, what's the, the Slowpoke Moody cover that we also talked about, you know, where it's just oh, like yeah, a, right. it's like a set. I just 
just can't wait to... Like the creepy lullaby version of a song that was in every movie trailer. Now I want the punk rock version. Yeah. They went from never having played live together to being booked for an hour-long set at Bloodstock, a primarily heavy metal (laughs) festival, to play Disney songs for an hour. (laughs) Oh, that is absolutely incredible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Freaking love it. Okay, good one. Packing the arenas. Packing the arenas. As soon as you hear it, you're going to be like, yeah, we, we told you that. I would go see that. I would definitely, I, I like, I wasn't into the, what was it? The, um, oh my gosh, what's wrong with me? You know, there was that the kids Mongolian. band and everybody oh, would, oh, oh well, yes. yeah, that too. No, no, I'm just thinking of band. that kids band. that's like the, the Pogues or the Popos or the Rich. Oh, Rich will know. Rich knows, um, you know, and everybody would go to see them. Yeah. Anyway, I wasn't into that, but I am into this. I'm into making into the adult versions of them. He gave us the dot, dot, dot. He'll think of it. He'll think of it. Yeah. And so when you hear a metal cover of Frozen or Lion King or whatever, and someone you're with goes, is this the Disney thing? You can be like, oh, yeah, metal covers of Disney songs are a thing. Yeah. They're like it. They're a total thing. Um, I this is, <laughs> this is like kind of a random thing to drop on you all in December, except that I do have this theory. You know, we talked about last year, I think around the in the fall, we talked about cuffing season being a thing where everybody like rushes to hook up. So then I actually think there are a lot of like short-term relationship breakups in December. And it's a time when you start to see a lot of Instagrams and TikToks that are like, if you're going through a breakup at Christmas, it's really hard and the holidays can be tough on people and whatever. All of that is combined with, I mean, obviously it was no surprise that social media would become the place that everyone goes for relationship advice. In recent years, people and therapists have become more aware of uh, this thing called attachment theory. And now it is Bible. It is internet, relationship, TikTok, and Instagram, Bible. Everyone is using the language of attachment theory in like these videos. They even just make jokes about it in captions, whether it's like about a dog, you know, like I uh, listen, look at my dog, like pulling away from me with this anxious, anxious attachment style. Mm. If you are not, if you're not familiar with it, if you look on TikTok, there's like, I looked up attachment styles to try to see how many videos there were. And there were, I don't know, 10 trillion. It was on the Mel Robbins podcast. Like it's recently, like it is everywhere. So the idea of the attachment theory is that there are kind of four attachment styles, anxious, avoidant, fearful, avoidant, and secure. And that your attachment style dictates, and of course is like formed in childhood when you don't have a say in anything and dictates how you will behave in relationships. Like, do you get too close too fast? Do you pull mm-hmm. away when you think someone's getting close to you? Are you just like fine and secure? Um, are you just a hot mess? Which I think is the fearful avoidant one. And uh, it's just, it's just, it is the, it is the conversation du jour. It's kind of the like, for a while people would just sort of say, Oh, I can't do this because of my anxiety or, you know what I mean? It's like, it's the new go-to for why you have any issues whatsoever in any relationship. We can't agree on a TV show because of my anxious attachment style. Uh Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Humans love a quadrant. Don't they? Like, like we, we just, we just love like, like a box. Uh, That's why four square is so popular on the playground. Uh, And so this is a great example of that where you just like take what is probably a very complex thing and you simplify it and make it easier to, to wrap your head around. And so that you can look at it and go, Oh, that explains so much. 
Yeah, I mean, these people, the, the, there are two, I read the book, and the book actually, there's a book called Attached, which is like mm-hmm. the new science of attachment theory. And it is very powerful. And like my therapist, you know, therapists are recommending it. It's really real. They just say there are two. They're like, there's, or three rather. There's anxious, avoidant, and secure, and flavors within. And mm-hmm. that they they describe either too clingy or can't commit or is, you know, interested in a healthy reciprocal relationship or, or just whatever. right. So it's, it's, the, or it's just more, right. more, more three bears than a quadrant. Okay. It's really more three bears, but it has become such a thing that there is literally an article from December at nylon.com, the TikTokification of attachment mm, theory. That's what's new. Cause attachment theory, according to this Yahoo lifestyle article, you, it's been you around forever. Through, it's been around since the fifties. Like it's mm-hmm. the thing itself is not new. Uh, no. It's just having a moment. And this book, exactly. Like this book, that's why That's why I brought it to It's a Thing. This book, mm-hmm. I think, I don't remember when, I don't know when this book came out, the attached book, but that's the one that kind of really like made it digestible for a lot of people. But also, primarily, yes, I have done a poor job of saying what Nylon said so perfectly in their head, headline, which is, it's the TikTokification of attachment theory. That is a thing right now. Oh, 2010 yeah. is when the book came out. Wow. Yeah, this is great, though, because I have not run across this, uh, but it's easy for me to wrap my head around. Right. It's it's, mm-hmm. it's one. And it's, that's the appeal of these kinds of of ways of explaining things. Right. Is it is that they they're e- easy to play, hard to master. <laughs> like, you know, I yes. look at anxious, avoidant and secure and I pretty much kind of already know like, oh, OK, I, I, I generally know where that is. But there's obviously a lot more depth to explore there. Right. And so, like, they point out that, for example, attachment styles are just the beginning. But what's happening is that now everybody's like, you're an avoidant, die in a fire. You yeah. Know, like, if we have to simplify it. And, of course, there has to be a villain. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it, but all of this points to the larger thingness of it, which is like, oh, my yeah, gosh. for sure. That was <laughs> this a great is the one. thing everyone is doing right now to explain their relationships. I almost guarantee that when relatives come over on Christmas somebody is going to mention something about attachment style that would have just gone right past me in the p- before. And now yes. I'll be like, Oh yeah, it's this, it's that thing yes. that Molly was talking about. I'm yeah. so happy that I found this article from whatever the nylon.com is, but it's mm-hmm. pretty much perfect. I was like, yep, this, yep. yeah, yeah, this, uh, we'll put the, we'll put the book in our affiliate links though, in case you want to get it for anybody oh, for good. the holidays. Yeah, no yeah. reason, no reason, avoidance, just because. boo. <laughs> uh indoor herb gardens is my next one because every time i search for holiday gifts and i don't know maybe this is targeting me for some reason but i see this as a as a gift suggestion this year uh and there are all kinds of these some of them are like little boxes where you just grow the basil and the mint you know kind of thing some of them are like huge pedestals with multiple shelves and then you can go in and like have tomatoes and peppers and stuff but it's all indoor the the deal with this is that you don't have to have it outdoors you have it easily inside and you can either use natural lights some of them come with lights uh and you can eat healthy fresh herbs and sometimes even vegetables small vegetables uh in inside your own your own house no matter so, how big your house is and you may recall did we talk about it on the main show or the pre-show? I was saying that I finally just planted some herbs inside because my house is so intemperate. See? And yeah, yeah. and then we were talking about whether this is a thing. And then apparently it is a thing. And you know it's a thing because the spruce 
has an article about it. As a, as, as a rundown of the best ones. As a rundown yeah. of yeah. the best ones. And wow, these things get mm-hmm. pretty complex. There's like a whole lettuce farmstead. Some of them come with lights. Yeah. Yeah, wow. The Arrow like Garden you, you, Harvest Indoor Garden Full On. If you're if you this. you could start small and level up with this thing if you really want to pursue it. Yeah, you can get <laughs> There's like a whole standing multi-tiered yeah like six foot tall shaboodle thing here it's like a vertical farm oh in your house oh my gosh this yeah. is bonkers huh fascinating and, i love it and healthy right and healthy because mm-hmm. you could you get you got it fresh you're growing it yourself it saves you money have you paid for basil <laughs> Because it's yeah. ridiculous. Basil is ridiculous. I'm I mean, excited for those. It's actually not that expensive, but for the amount you get, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I'm excited for those little plants to start uh, coming into Trader Joe's so I can buy them and replant them because I planted some that died in my intemperate uh, zone. Yeah. Yeah, 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 like they always do. Well, you know what goes great with fresh herbs? Yeah. What? Brown butter. Oh, you're speaking my language. Turns we- out. Yes, go ahead. Have you seen this? <laughs> we have a stack of Alter Echo brown butter dark chocolate. Oh, at all yum. times. This is not, oh, we have a stack and we're working. No, we keep it stocked. It's got to be a stack all the time. Yeah. 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 I recently bought some brown butter chocolate chip cookies at mm-hmm. Whole Foods and oh my God. And then. We, my son and I were talking about trying to make those. And then he was like browning, but, and then, uh, then I just started seeing, and now granted, this is a bit algorithmy because they are in fact listening to us. Can we just, by the way, just take a moment to celebrate that a whole bunch of advertisers basically admitted that they've been listening to us this whole time. And all of them saying that they weren't listening to us via the microphones on our phones and laptops was just decades of gaslighting like we did know. Anyway, I started seeing all these recipes for brown butter, and I realized, though, it's not totally the algorithm. In fact, brown butter is a thing. I believe I even saw an article, which I have to look for right now while I'm speaking, that was like, you should never not brown your butter. It will make everything better, whether it's an omelet or cookies or whatever you're making, assuming you're not vegan. How do you brown the butter? Butter. Properly. You basically just like toast it a little bit in the pan. Mm-hmm. Like like how you would melt it before you put the eggs in, yeah, but yeah. you just keep letting it cook a little bit. And it's just a little, it's a, not too much, but just a not little too bit. much. Yeah. It's sort uh-huh. of like boiling milk. Like you got to be careful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But it does make things better. But there's like brown butter mashed potatoes. There's brown butter omelets. There's, I mean, it's not even, I would have thought it would just be a sweet thing, but it's a savory thing. It imparts a sort of like a little nuttiness. I mean, I guess that isn't kind of what ghee is. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, anyway, it's caramelizing the butter ish. Right. And it and really I love caramel. brown butter scallops. Brown everything. <laughs> brown it <laughs> brown all. Brown your butter, your sugar, <laughs> all of it. Brown all the things. Your beer. I love brown beer. Yeah. I don't really know why it is brown your, brown your butter for a truly elevated cake frosting 31 days ago. It's just, it's sort of like, I don't know when everybody switched to sea salt or something <laughs> from regular old yeah. Borden's table salt. Like all of a sudden it's just like, cause it just tastes better. Yeah. Collectively this tastes better. Take this extra set, brown your butter. Yeah. And, and eventually 
we'll probably all back off and go, well, brown butter is good for these things that I like traditional butter because it gives, you know, whatever. But for, for, for now, brown butter at all. Just smoked sable, just in. sable fish back. ravioli with brown butter hazelnuts. Mm. Plus, it just sort of sounds fancier. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Do you brown remember butter that place in Oakland people. called the Brown Butter Cafe? Brown Sugar Kitchen. Oh, brown sugar. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I just um, I just Mandela affected <laughs> Close, myself. <laughs> I wanted it to be a brown butter. You really did. You were like, no, it's brown butter. I'm like, I hate to bum you out here, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. actually. No, it, they, <laughs> I swear they served something with brown butter there, but they probably didn't. I'm certain that they did, uh, though, because they really oh, knew how to cook. Sure. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Uh, we yeah. have a few things to follow up with because this is our last regular. It's a thing of the year. We got a predictions episode in the works, uh, and then it's the first of the year, and and we're we're in a whole new season, season ten. <laughs> It'll be oh my god, oh, it's a thing. I know. <laughs> uh, but before oh, we wrap this up, uh, I I needed to follow up on one thing, and and Molly's got a couple of meta things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was sitting watching sports, which is the only time I ever see ads. Uh, and there was a Clorox wipes ad where they make a big deal about having a tea party. I th- it's actually like some of the real housewives are in the ad. And oh, they're funny. Like, so they're sitting around and, and we, uh, we spilled the tea and then actually spilled the tea. And then I used my Clorox wipes <laughs> to, to clean it up. And I was sitting huh. there like, oh my God, if I didn't do it's a thing, I would be so confused right now. That's amazing. Our show is so, yo- <laughs> so useful. Indeed, so useful. Also, it me- that means, by the way, that spill the tea has probably peaked and crested. It is now over the hill. Once it shows up in an ad, because oh, you yeah, got to feel absolutely. pretty right. safe about everybody getting your joke if you go Every, that far. You're like, oh, the the people that need to buy Clorox wipes will understand what this is, right? Exactly. Yeah, or else it's not in there. Um, we talked about okay. I have a couple of just like things that I have to circle back to for as massive 2023 things. And we talked about astrology, which was great. I believe mm-hmm. that in that conversation, we mentioned the CoStar app because I, and I, I, those might've even been two separate conversations. Like I think I did astrology and then I was like this app CoStar that everyone's using, but I have to like even put a finer point on what a big freaking deal CoStar became and astrology in particular. And uh, CoStar is AI generated mm-hmm. AI astrology. I feel like maybe this is actually the true grand experiment of AI right now. <laughs> like they're just like, we'll just mine uh, people's lives and hopes and dreams. And by and AI, you, of course, you mean astrologically intelligent. There you go. Exactly. But it became such a big deal. And everybody and all of my friends and I were sort of quietly talking about it. And then all of a sudden, the Atlantic this month dropped a big piece. AI astrology is getting a little too personal oh. and interviewed the founder of CoStar. And I was like, oh, wow, I don't think that I, I don't think that I properly punctuated what a big freaking deal this app is and how it's like, it's guiding people's life. Like I'm giving it way too much power in my life. I can tell you. <laughs> That's good to know about too. Like yeah. it, it's not just a passing thing we mentioned. Like it's, it's, it's barrel and along strong. Uh, and then I know you have another one uh, because I sent you a picture of evidence of this over the weekend. Exactly. <laughs> you sent me a picture of the evidence, which we have to look up or hopefully you're looking up right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to put it in the Discord for the live viewers. And uh, 
uh, one of my friends just keeps bringing it up and being like, have you talked yet about gibbets for Crocs? And I'm like, well, we have. But clearly, much like CoStar, we did not properly punctuate. And it just continued to get an even bigger deal, become an even bigger deal. The gibbets for Crocs, meaning the little charms that you put on Crocs. I just didn't, I guess I didn't really think that they would, in fact, take off to the extent that they have. And then Tom walked into a store and there were a trillion of them. Yeah, there's like one side of the store and it wasn't like a tiny store, just cups of gibbets. Cups and cups, like sporty ones. And if you get into our Discord and look at them, there's like... Dodgers ones, Marvel ones, <laughs> like this. And this is probably what would you say, like a 30, 40 foot long table? Yeah. Covered in cups of gibbets. Yeah. Yeah, yeah easily. There, I got them as swag at an event. Like the gibbets are, in fact, unstoppable. People are probably going to start reading them like tea leaves after they look at CoStar. <laughs> like, just toss your gibbets and see what comes up and then plan your <laughs> day accordingly. Your gibbets, gross. <laughs> make me toss my gibbets just talking about You're it. Make me toss my gibbets with oh, all these. By the way, I totally forgot about this when I got back from my trip to Brussels in November, but there were people at the conference wearing Crocs with gibbets. What? <laughs> in Europe? In Europe. Wow. Okay, that's a lot to take in. That's a lot. At a tech conference. Yeah. Whoa. Gibbets are everywhere. Gibbets are freaking everywhere. Shout out, Nicole. Thanks, Nicole, for continuing to beat this drum. Indeed. She would not let it go. And in fact, she was so, so right. Nicole, Nicole. (laughs) Uh, Your things are the best things on the show, to be honest. Uh, Feedback at it's a thing.me is a treasure trove. Uh, For instance, Cindy wrote in with a Christmas thing. Hi, Tamale. I need a thing formation on aisle 25. Are big Christmas balls a thing? (laughs) Today, while driving through New Hope, Pennsylvania and Lambertville, New Jersey, I noticed several big Christmas ball decorations on porches, storefronts, and yards. Are they the Christmas version of large Halloween skeletons? Are bigger balls better? LOL. Wish I had got a photo, but I was driving. Found an example at walmart.com. Thank you, and happy holidays. No, thank you, Cindy. Thank you. I would just like to congratulate you, Tom, for taking for taking that email for the team. Bravo, mm-hmm. sir. Bravo. Yeah. It's because I can't be trusted because I'm a child, and I will laugh it so takes hard I won't the email. It takes balls to enjoy Christmas. To ask huge whether ones. bigger balls are better. <laughs> Dude, but in all seriousness, huge Christmas balls are, in fact... A super duper thing. They have these inflatable ones. I just saw them at this like hipster orchard supply. It's called Orchard Supply Nursery that I go to. And they are extremely expensive. But yeah, like big, big, big inflatable like ornament balls is what we're talking about in case there was Mm -hmm. some confusion. And the ones for the we talked this year, last year, maybe last year about big ornaments in trees, outdoor uh, ornaments and those have just gotten to be a bigger and bigger deal. Also, I see yeah, them yeah. all over the no, neighborhood. And 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 in case you missed it, Cindy, a hundred percent a thing. And I I've yes. seen these in my neighborhood. So yeah, yeah, the big inflatable Christmas ball, super thing. Lee Price writes in on self checkout. Seeing as everyone's talking about self checkouts right now, I'm glad Uniqlo's amazing self checkout is getting some media coverage. I've used it myself in Eastman as someone who considers themselves reasonably technically fluent. I was surprised at the simplicity of it all. You just dump everything you want to buy in a bucket 
and it instantly totals it all via RFID tags. Granted, it's easier for Uniqlo given that they manufacture their own products, but it shows self-checkouts don't have to suck. Oh, that's good. Yeah. See, have you seen these? It's no, I not in, not in real life, but I've you've seen them on the internet, and I've, I need now I need to go to Uniqlo. <laughs> I mean, also if you just need some bland, yeah. like I mean, poor I need to go to Uniqlo anyway. But yeah, some yeah. poor man's theory, you know that brand theory. Uniqlo is. It occurred to me recently that Uniqlo is knockoff theory, and then I was like, oh, I'm all in. Um, Decathlon, my favorite French. Uh, sporting goods store also had this where you put it all in a basket and it just, you shake it all around and boom, you get the price. Like it's yeah. awesome. I mean, it's so funny. I got so excited about this and then realized I've also been in an Amazon, just walk out whole foods. That's true. That's a really good point. You we know. almost had self checkout, but it took panoply panopticon. It took panopticon and no one wanted it. And it worked. It worked just fine. It still works. There's two locations in LA and one of them I've been at several times one time not even because it was a self-checkout just because i needed something and it was near i just took a sip of water out of an item that reminds me that there is one last thing that i need to punctuate for 2023 and that's the stanley's tumbler i don't know if it could have gotten bigger Mm -hmm. there was a starbucks stanley tumbler drop apparently that was like caused near riots like sold out in seconds. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Our final email of the year comes from Peg in Seattle on felt. Uh, wow. Oh, wow. I had that very felt advent calendar and it's still in my garage comes out every few years. My mom made one for our family in the late sixties, I think, and then made them for all the siblings. So grandkids could have them guessing my nieces and nephews are your age to truly date it. The original was an autumn gold background with an olive green avocado green tree. Ours not only had the little felt ornaments, but also little slips of paper with the Christmas story verses. Oh, totally. We did not as have the slips as- of papers, but, but yeah, everything else for sure. Yeah. I know. And the more you described it, the more I thought about it. I was like, oh, yeah, we had the exact same thing. Oh, I love the felt stuff. That's so wonderful. And we love all of you. We love your emails. Thank you so much for giving us additional amazing content and things to look for out in the world. Feedback at isathing.me is where you can email us. And if you, uh, we're especially thankful, I would say, especially to those of you who kept the show on the air year after year after year. Those of you who support us at patreon.com slash it's a thing. And the ones who support us at the shout out level really make this show special. You not only provide the show's lifeblood, like you, you get to be the person who's like, you know what? Inside, I know that I'm keeping it's a thing going a little, a, a little, a little better. Uh, you also get these custom shout outs from Rich Strafalino, our producer, uh, that are made every week from something that we wouldn't have expected. And that's, we're now going into our 10th season. So <laughs> we still never something. know yeah. what he's going to drop on us. <laughs> uh, this week's shout outs are from a blog about talking to a deity. <laughs> <laughs> Which I guess is a bit of a sideways uh, Christmas reference, if you will. <laughs> All right. Should I kick us off? Yes, I'll please. take first and last and you got Excellent. middle. Yeah, I got the middle. You are probably wondering how one converses with Brian Gianfrancaro. I can tell you right off the bat to forget about hearing Baylor Trucks. 
It isn't like that. If you know a Jake Woods who hears voices in his head, encourage him to seek Lara Abel's help as soon as possible. So if it isn't like hearing Lee Price in your head, then what is it like? At this point, I have to give you the usual A.J. Venturella about how you can't understand Benjamin Forrest if you haven't experienced Kevin Sill. Like trying to explain Joe Hood to a man blind from birth, except that there's a pretty good chance you may have experienced something like Louis St. Amour. Talking to Gabriel Cohen is a lot like Eric Duncan. Ah, but doesn't that take us back to hearing A.B. Puppy? Well, no, because Mike Akins isn't like that either. James C. Smith isn't at all like how it's presented by our faithful entertainment industry. For one thing, Morris Jones isn't at all useful for anything practical. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but we love Morris Jones nonetheless. But we love Morris Jones. And we believe Jones. in Morris Jones. <laughs> we believe in Morris Jones, who is good for very many practical. Man, way to, way to keep the Christmas beer going there, Producer Rich. Way to just... <laughs> just Drop the lump of coal right at the end. <laughs> uh, we have one more show coming, oh, folks. That's not the end for us, though. Keep keep your keep your feed open uh, for our predictions episode. Yep, that's coming next week. Thank you so 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 much. Patreon.com slash it's a thing is where you can support the show and join us in the Discord. In fact, we uh, our Discord crew is getting a twofer today. Indeed. That's how fun it is. You can also support the show by buying some things through our affiliate links. Look for them in the show notes or over at our shopping page at itsathing.me slash shop. And you can email us your things. Do it. Keep coming. We need some stuff for the new year. Feedback That's right. at itsathing.me. Merry Christmas, everyone. Bye. Merry Christmas. See you Bye. next week. Bye. Oh, my gosh. 